Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I'm the worship pastor at Compass Point. And today with me is not one, but two guests. We have uh, two for one. We get both Pastor Paul Eastwood and Pastor Brad Clink. How are you doing, guys? I'm doing good. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> it's pretty fun Excellent. to be able to do this together. <laughs> I know. This is this is a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to a uh, engaging conversation. We started a new series this week uh, called On Mission. Uh, and yeah, we're talking about what it looks like and it's, uh, in all of its goodness. And you guys got to start this off by doing kind of a tag team conversational preach, which I, I really enjoyed and enjoyed hearing from both of you in the back and forth and that, but do you want to give us just a little bit of a recap overview of what you were talking about on Sunday? Why don't we go, Brad, give us an overview. All right. Uh, yeah, well, we were talking about this incredible mission, uh, that, that God has and that he it calls us and invites us into that mission with him. And uh, we started talking about three sort of things to get us going, which is um, to really effectively join this mission. We need to um, realize just how good the good news actually is, uh, to let that seep into our being and let that be the motivation. And we talked about how there's a necessity for us to recognize that we're all called to this mission. I think sometimes we can quite easily push it off or defer it or, or try to bounce it to other people, whether it's professionals or those who have certain gift mixes or whatever. Um, and then last, we talked a little bit about reorienting our lives to to this mission. And we're going to follow up more on that uh, that idea in the coming, coming weeks. But uh, that was kind of to get us started, that we would understand this mission and that we're all called to it and that we'd be inspired and motivated and excited about what, you know, this mission that God has for us. Yeah, I love it. Paul, anything to add there? Yeah, nope. <laughs> that, 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 that's a great uh, <laughs> overview. It was, it was um, a good recap. Yeah, yeah, no, and it was it was uh, really enjoyable to be able to do this together. And I think, you know, right off the top as we jump into this, I think it's really important to to recognize, I, like we we as a church believe very strongly in the plurality of leadership. Um, and and many like different voices bring different perspectives. And uh, this was a good experience. Uh, not only for us, but I think uh, our church uh, needs to hear from different people at different times. And sometimes we hear from multiple people at the same time, which is kind of cool too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, talk to me a little bit about that. So, I mean, uh, one of the reasons I love that our church is about this plurality of leadership, as you say, um, is we get different personalities and different perspectives and different views on things, which I think can be really helpful. Now, two people saying the same thing, um, like, did you guys have to sort through where you differ on some of this stuff? How did you, how was doing this together helpful in, in getting to where we got? And then, you know, as Brad, you mentioned with, with things like mission, we all have different personalities and different kind of takes on where we maybe see ourselves in it. What, uh, what is the act of doing both of this together? How does that help us? Why don't you, why don't you go after that one, Brad? Yeah, well, I, I think it's it was interesting experience to to work through preparing this message with Paul because we're we're much different personality types, even in the way we go about preparing a message. And mm. uh, you know, I typically speak from from uh, bullet points and and uh, uh, and start off the process that way. And Paul uh, typically writes his his scripts out, and and I typically have way too much content that uh, <laughs> um, that and and <laughs> so and so we went through this process of you know. Me coming up with too much, and then us cutting back, and then Paul adding, uh, you know, his his thoughts, and uh, and it was it was uh, quite an interesting uh, exercise just to go through about how um, how how we see things a little bit different, but a little bit the same as well. We okay. 
yeah, so it was it was a good good experience, but not not um, no there was no major conflict. But we do we do focus in different areas, and certainly uh, had to back off or push in differently. Yeah, and then and I think the conversation is always really rewarding and rich. I mean, just like in any conversation, when you hear from other people, you expand your own understanding of things, and mm-hmm. and yeah, and so. It's it is interesting because it reminds us that when we preach um, individually, we don't have that back and forth with someone else. And so, what you get on a Sunday morning from a, from any communicator is their particular perspective, maybe combined with their passions, uh, combined with you know their time in in, in prayer and preparation, of course, in mm-hmm. terms of you know what we believe. Sometimes we want to be able to share with our people, and so. It's actually a really neat experience to, you know, to say, okay, here's what I'm going to write. And then someone says, well, what about this? And, and all of a sudden we think about it in a different way and, and it becomes, it becomes richer in, in some ways. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I really wanted Brad to speak to mission because this is something he's very passionate about. And, mm-hmm. and I think that came through and it's, it, it, you know, it, and I think that, you know, the way that he thinks through this is is really important for us to um, to hear. And, you know, specifically, uh, you know, to, to kind of move into what we were talking about on Sunday, he, he yeah. really focused in the thing that really um, was was sort of a light bulb for me was that when he talked about how good the good news really is, um, the, the focus was really on the kingdom rather than you know this idea that like jesus loves me jesus saved me jesus you know died for my sins i am thankful and i am so thankful that i'm going to you know um love others as a response but i think what you know what what brad uh shared was this idea that it's the kingdom of god that's so powerfully um like it's such a powerful picture and Hmm. if we can wrap our minds around a king wanting to accomplish his purposes um, you know, I think that's powerful stuff. And I loved, I love the illustration of, of a, you know, a, a kind of a messenger being sent back to the town. And if the king is not victorious, the message is run for your lives. But when they come running back into the town and recognizing that the king has been victorious, the, 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 the call is good news, good news. And this is where we get this gospel idea from. Yeah. And so the, the, the picture to me that was painted was so much more, um, was so much larger than sometimes we try to put our minds to. And I think mm-hmm. it's much more helpful for us to think about it in that way. So so let me ask a question coming out of this kind of kingdom idea. And this is the language that Jesus uses often. Um, I mean, we live in uh, in a time and a place where we don't have a king, right? Like our our political system, the world we live in, isn't, isn't one of, of kingdom. It's one of democracy. Do you mm-hmm. think that uh, works against us kind of buying into this kingdom idea? Do you think that makes it a little bit harder for us to really understand it? Are, 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 like when I think of Kings, I kind of have this like medieval cartoon picture in my head, uh, which may be well informed by history. It may not do you, like, what do you think in our current context works against us understanding Jesus as King and understanding this, like we're in this for the kingdom? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's definitely a cultural leap that kind of has to be made from where we are to to what uh, kingdoms and kings were were like for the uh, original hearers of uh, you know the the um, the message and 
and I, I, we talked a little bit on Sunday about how part of it is we don't want to submit to a, a king. We don't like the idea of having somebody, um, you know, um, over us or, uh, you know, and, and, and I think that that completely changes if we change our picture of what a king is. We've seen, okay. we've all read history and we've seen the abuses of kings have, have done terrible things and have uh, done selfish things and have changed the rules just for themselves and stuff. And, uh, but if you if you think of your king being being like we talked about on Sunday, perfectly wise and perfectly good, and and mm-hmm. uh, making decisions that are actually the best possible decision for you and for his people, um, it, it it reframes things. I think it doesn't cause us to balk the same way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and and in our in our um, environment of of democracy, like we're. You know, we're we're so used to or tuned to or or culturally programmed that we need to have our say, our voice. That you know, majority rules. Um, and, and yet, the kingdom of God is different. A kingdom is different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus rules, not everybody's voice and the majority voice. And yeah. Paul often talks about. I mean, we've we've had this conversation around rights and responsibilities, right? Yeah. And this is the kind of thing. It's not what's my what's my right within the kingdom? How can I get what I want? It's what's my responsibility to the kingdom? What's right. my responsibility to the king? And I think, yeah, that's kind of more more helpful language around that. Yeah. Um, you, you guys talked a little bit about mini missions on Sunday uh, and we had a, had a question from a fellow staff member uh, just said, talk more about that. Tell me, tell me more. What is that? How do we, yeah. how do we understand that? Um, yeah. yeah. And so this was really in, in relation to the idea of um, reorienting, um, you know, sort mm-hmm. of our, our lives around uh, God's mission and sort of, uh, you know, putting that as as our primary uh, focus. And I think, you know, I think we, we've had this conversation before in, in talking about calling, just just the idea of our calling. And, we, and we've talked about this idea that we all have a primary calling and then we have secondary callings. And the primary calling is something that we don't get to choose. Um, every one of us is called to go and make disciples and and to um, and to follow, you know, this this larger mission of God to um, to restore and to uh, redeem um, you know, and, and so with that in mind, the, the big, the mission that should be primary in all of our minds is that, you know, secondarily, there are all kinds of other things that, you know, where God has gifted us in particular ways. And he's, you know, um, uh, he's given us certain passions and all of those things combined together often make up these secondary missions and focuses mm-hmm. that we can put into our lives. I think we also recognize that we have we have things that drive us and that's what we refer to as mini missions uh only because i'm i you know what we're not we're not saying that those things aren't big what we're saying is that they are like small m missions they are they right. are things that are to make ourselves better in some way and i don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with uh having a focus or goal in our lives um you know in terms of all kinds of things it's just the question is whether they are are primary or not. And and I think, you know, we talked about this idea of a democracy. I think these things actually play together because when we start thinking about our rights, when we start thinking about, you know, our voice being heard, 
it starts to become this give and take with God. It's like, okay, I'll do this, but you know, you got to do this for me, or I'm going to do this part. And you, and it becomes this negotiation. And, and that's where I think the, the king and kingdom language actually is helpful for us to reframe this idea mm-hmm. that, you know, we have a primary calling and a primary focus and a primary mission. And that should be the thing that drives us, not all of the other things that have our attention. Okay. So, I mean, talk, talk to me a little more about that. Um, I know you guys address this head on in the, the message on Sunday. We're, we're in this season right now where everyone, uh, I mean, I know we're all at home, but everyone is exhausted, right? Like everyone doesn't want something else yeah. to add to the plate and this whole, this whole calling. And I mean, frankly, what we, whatever we preach about on Sunday at church, often it kind of feels like here's one more thing, something I need to be doing. How would you help people um, see this as the, the right thing to do and to find the energy to do it? And then also, like, what would you encourage people to bump off of their plates to make room for this? Yeah, we, we spent a, a bit of time talking about this in preparation for the message and, and trying to reframe uh, how we hope the message was heard in that um, it isn't about adding more tasks to your list. It, it's about looking at the rhythms in your life and, and, and uh, considering intentionality around how to make those rhythms um, – more missional, more, uh, more intentional, more uh, focused on engaging with people. And we talked about uh, Paul and I talked about what the everyday would look like. You know, if I go to a coffee shop every morning, you know, once I can go to coffee shops every morning again, then why don't I go to the same, the same coffee shop every day? Why don't I uh, pay attention to the name of the barista that's serving me? Why don't I, you know, if I walk my kids to to school. Um, you know, uh, why don't I stick around on the blacktop once I've dropped them off and talk to the other parents around the, the playground or, uh, you know, it's, it's just seeing the natural rhythms of your life in mm. a, through a missional lens. Um, and I, I told the story at the hub on, on, uh, on Sunday that, uh, that, um, when, uh, my wife Lisa was, had some back, uh, uh, problems and was uh, flat on her back for a while. We had to lean on our community like we never had before, and we got to know some of those people. We stood on the blacktop mm. really well because we had to have them walk our kids to and from school and help us with some of that sort of stuff. Okay. And those relationships led to friends of ours from the you know the blacktop coming to to faith in Christ. And uh, so those everyday sort of. Um, you know, engagements. Uh, so we, 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 we fought with this tension, right? We wanted people to uh, be inspired by just how good the good news is and, and be inspired that, that each one of us is called to be a part of this, but not to feel it as a, as a weight or a burden or, a, you know, a, a big unchecked box on your checklist or, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And now, now here's a, like, here's a really specific question coming out of the time that we're in. Obviously right now, like even going to the blacktop, I mean, I haven't been able to enter the school's blacktop for more than a year now <laughs> yeah. uh, and school isn't in, but as we come out of COVID, which is inevitable, um, I find myself stuck between this tension of, oh my goodness, there are people who I love and friends I know and people from church who I just want to see. I haven't seen them. I mean, Brad, I haven't hung out with you in ages. Um, you know, it, like, I, and and I think that's good. I think the community, the intentionality, the the things we need there, even family is good. But there's this other tension of, well, I also want to be practicing this missional stuff. We've got, you know, kind of new friends or neighbors or kids, parents, friends. How how do how would you recommend people navigate those tensions or or put rhythms in place as we 
as we leave COVID and as we find ourselves doing summer barbecues or whatever, hopefully, um, how, what would you encourage people to do? Is there, is there a way to manage both of those things? So what I would say first is like, just take a deep breath, right? Like you, you're not required to change the world tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Um, I want to say two things. Number one is that we were very specific about this series at this time, recognizing that we're at a time where we Mm -hmm. can't practice a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about. But what we can do is prepare and, um, you know, getting ready for this this epic journey that God has for us is actually um, is actually going to be a really important part of this. The, The second thing that I would say is that. Um, you know, so let's go back to the the the, the passage in Acts, right? Um, so so yep. the the disciples are like Jesus, or when are you going to do this? He says, "You are going to be my witnesses," but then he also says to them, "Don't do anything until the Holy Spirit arrives." Right? So here's what happens when we, as followers of right. Jesus, hear this kind of news about mission and all this kind of stuff. Uh, those of us who are you know dutiful and want to you know be responsible and and do the things that are are in, we start to get you know. Um, busy you know we start to start okay i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta think about this neighbor and that neighbor and this neighbor and that neighbor and and i think in that case what we need to hear from god is just stop you know wait for the spirit's influence wait for the spirit in in this situation Mm -hmm. and you know spend some time in prayer and so what i would encourage people to do is is not get crazy busy right now that's not the point and this is not about this isn't an ought to this is a get to and i know that's like kind of cliche in a in a really like um, you know, it may come off a little bit, you know, trite or whatever, but, but take some time to pause, reflect, pray, um, think about the neighbors that you have around you, uh, consider some of the next steps that you might take. Uh, but for goodness sakes, you're not going to, you know, change the world and in, in, you know, tomorrow. So just take a deep breath, relax. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would add a couple things there. I would say, cool. uh, as well, we do have much different rhythms now, but we still have rhythms. <laughs> like there's a lot of us who are, if you're like me, you're going for more walks in your neighborhood than you ever have before. You're probably doing more work around your yard than ever before. So there's still, there's still some rhythms that you can look at and go, Oh, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to, to, um, you know, speak to my neighbor over the fence while I'm out gardening in my backyard or uh, you know, talk to those other people who are walking their dogs at the same time I'm walking mine or whatever. Um, and then the second thing I'd say is we're going to talk, uh, you know, in a, in a future week about, um, you know, getting ready in terms of our, our mental preparedness and our awareness of of uh, and kind of tuning our our antenna or eyes to opportunities that the spirit might give us, and that's to me more of a a change in in mindset or framework or um, and that kind of thing can can happen now as we as we do what Paul said, sort of you know pray and reflect and think about those around us and and opportunities that might come once things uh, reopen a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I love it. So it's not. Not that we need to make a giant plan right now, but that we should be uh, listening for the Spirit. Um, and how appropriate, this Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, so looking forward to hearing uh, hearing more. You know, we've uh, we've only got a minute left, guys. Um, any closing thoughts, anything that you've left on the cutting room floor you want to say, or any anything you want to kind of emphasize and say again for us? One thing, Paul talked earlier about how he appreciated my voice, because this is an area of passion of mine. And at the same time, we were quite intentional about wanting to team teach this because I appreciate his his voice. This isn't um, mission is not a departmental thing in the church or or a part of uh, you know ten equal things that we do. It, it's critical. Um, 
uh, critical to who God is and intrinsic in, in who God is. And uh, I came across a quote as we were preparing for this, that the um, there is a church because there is a mission and not vice versa, not that there is a, a mission because there is a church. And I thought that was an interesting quote. And so um, I appreciated preaching this message with Paul because um, I think that that helps to convey that this is a, a church-wide thing. It's not a Brad thing. It's not a Chris thing. It's not a Paul thing, a Dave thing. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a Christ follower thing. And uh, yeah, so I just wanted to mention that before we sign off today. Yeah. Love it. Well, uh, this has been fun, guys. We could keep going. It's it's way easier to go longer with three of us, but why don't we wrap it up there? Um, looking forward to hearing more from both of you. Both of you are going to get turns on the podcast and turns preaching throughout this uh, this series and learning more about mission and, and how we can kind of prepare for that in this season. So thanks for your time. Thanks, uh, listeners, for being here for Postscript. Uh, if you've got any questions for us, please just... Uh, get in touch with us on social or email or however we would love to be able to engage with you on this and i hope you have a great week see you next week with more postscript